isn't Indiana Jones a cool rad dude like stealing Look <laughs> how dope he is robbing from these people who are trying yeah. to kill him because he's robbing them. <laughs> yeah. They're alive. Back to thrill and chill with you. Starring Count Zakula and the Matman. Watch them face off against classic monster legends of old. Welcome to Season 4 of Matt Makes Zack Watch Horror Movies. Hello and welcome to Matt Makes Zack Watch... Damn it! Hello and welcome to Matt Man Makes Zackula Watch Horror Movies. Awoo! If you will. I'm Matt Man. And I'm Zackula. And I made him watch a horror movie. There you go. <laughs> no i still fucked it up <laughs> don't lie to the people <laughs> so zach uh what did we watch this week uh we watched the mummy but Ooh. not the one with not the one you probably wanted <laughs> not i don't the know one... why i'm doing spooky hands, <laughs> spooky hands. not not there's no mummies with oscar isaac's or Brandon Frazier's, but Boris Karloff. For a second, I forgot about like Moon Knight, and I was gonna be like, "There's mummies with Oscar Isaac." <laughs> Moon Knight, baby! I will use any opportunity show. I can to talk about it, as you should. But yeah, we watched the mummy. We watched the mummy. Uh, Zach, Zachula. Yes. May I call you Zachula? Of course, <laughs> Count Zacula, actually. Damn it. <laughs> what did you think of the mummy? <laughs> um, it, you know, Uncanny Valley, uh huh, where something's so similar but not quite there. I, f- I felt that with this movie with the Brandon Fraser mummy to where it hits a lot of the same beats, but it's not quite the same. So I was very confused of just everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because like down to like uh, Boris Karloff being like Emotep and like trying to use the body of the main character's girlfriend to revive his girlfriend and stuff like that. It was just like. I don't know. I enjoyed it more than the original Frankenstein. I wouldn't say I was bored. A lot of people. They're my bomb too. Yeah. Like a lot of people on Letterboxd, like I saw, were extremely bored by this, which I was surprised because I wasn't super bored. Like it's still, I still like, probably because I was in a movie theater and was just waiting to watch the Frankenstein after. I think that probably helps. You know, like you're just more engaged in a movie theater. Like there was a cat. So instantly I am enthralled. There was a dog, but there was dog death, which I am not okay with. Well, yeah, you know, but but you could feed it to Michael Myers. So it's ethically sound, you know, environmentally friendly. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, Yeah, I didn't hate it, but I'm probably going to forget. Yeah, that we watched it. I think that's a solid summary of this movie. And that's why I personally probably like it less than Frankenstein. I think I've said before, the worst thing a movie can be is just kind of fine for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Because, like, as much as, you know, on our Bride of Frankenstein episode, I talked about reassessing Frankenstein after our discussion and liking it a little less. Um, it's still, like, visually really cool and, like, wild shit happens in it. Mm-hmm. And this movie is, for me personally, kind of a warm hug of a movie or just, like, a nice blanket on a cold day. I fell asleep twice. <laughs> I had to watch this movie twice because both times I was like, this is hmm, this is pleasant and then just fell asleep. See, <laughs> that was that was me with Frankenstein. I fell asleep during the original Frankenstein multiple times. I fell asleep during Frankenstein also, but that's because I work at four in the morning. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I I guess I was also expecting more of like ah, it's a mummy and not just Boris Karlov walking around. (laughs) Again, in the sequels with Lon Chaney Jr., uh, (laughs) you know, you get that. You get a parent, from what I've heard, again, I have not watched them all. Let us know if you want us to watch them. I would gladly do it. Again, this movie was not an... I did not fall asleep because this movie was unpleasant and boring. I fell asleep because this movie was pleasant and hypnotic. Like, that's the vibe of this movie is like, I felt like I was asleep already when he looked into the camera and his eyes glowed. Yes. You were just being hypnotized by him. And also, it doesn't help that pretty much any time Boris Karloff isn't on screen in this movie, I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But speaking of giving shits, hey, Zakula, can you summarize the mummy? I thought you were going to ask Zakula to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm asking Zakula to try to give a shit about this movie. <laughs> I can attempt to. We'll see. Go. Ah, uh, um, <laughs> we find uh, an expedition. Oh, wait. Actually, there's something that. I'll get into that after. <laughs> I forgot about my main point of this movie and how it made me feel. Um, ah, there's an expedition, and uh, they find the mummified Boris Karloff, but ooh, he disappears so spooky. And then all of a sudden, we're like, however much time ahead, unclear, all of a sudden, new characters. All these British white people look the same to me. I don't know who's who. It's a bunch uh, of boring white dudes. <laughs> and uh Borge Karloff is no longer a mummy he just like kind of has wrinkly skin I don't know uh and he uh tricks tricks the British people to uh get his girlfriend out and then he tries to hypnotize another boring British dude's girlfriend into being his girlfriend but uh it gets foiled there's a cat somewhere in there <laughs> the <laughs> that's, end that's, that's the movie pretty much (laughs) yep that's what i remember Uh, about the movie (laughs) but the main i i had a main thesis of how this movie made me feel you know how there's always that meme and joke and like it's not really a meme and joke but people usually make it of like oh hey uh it's recently when the queen died a lot of people like the queen's dead all right everyone from every culture you can grab your shit from the british museum yeah this movie just like really put it to the forefront of me like wow that's like yeah like 
this is like shitty. Yeah, I mean, he has a line in there when he's like, as you know, Egyptian people are not allowed to excavate their own culture. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Like, I don't know why it just uh, like clicked with me with this movie. I was just, because I always known that. But with this movie, I was just like, I probably because all the British people were boring and unlikable in this movie. But I, I was, was like, fully yeah. rooting for the mummy. <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah, like, those hell, guys. hell yeah, emo tip. Like, screw those British yeah. people. Go yeah. for it. Take your shit back, homie. Like, yeah, I one hundred percent agree. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I think this movie could be subtitled like white guys fuck around and find out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I think because it's an older movie that it just like we're watching these old british dudes like command a bunch of like egyptian people yeah, to honor their culture and it, it, the whole time i was like why why would why like why is this so why did they think this was okay and yeah, i mean it's like it, even it's part of the tough realization of like this movie, because it's shitty, forces you to actually like look at that if you're yeah. a good person. Um, well, like, I <laughs> thought it forces thought... you to reassess other movies. Like, this movie always makes me go, "Oh yeah, Indiana Jones is a bad person." Yeah. <laughs> like... Well, like, I um, I thought this movie was gonna tackle it more because the girl has no. a line. Uh, where like the dude is like bragging about like oh yeah that mummy i unearthed it it's pretty sick <laughs> and the girl is like why would you do that and he's like well for science babe <laughs> and like that's it i wish there's a person to talk like that in this movie <laughs> oh shit it's a mummy oh what <laughs> We need to read. We need to read this movie. Yes, everyone but <laughs> Boris Karloff just talks like a fuck boy. Yeah. But yeah, like I thought, I figured they would tackle it more, but they, it's just like the lady kind of yeah. has a problem with it, and then they move on. I mean, even like the new one doesn't, you know, like any iteration of the Mummy doesn't really yeah. tackle that, which is a bummer. But like. Again, I I mentioned during our Frankenstein and our Wolfman episodes, supposedly, um, and this is why we got like the awesome Invisible Man remake, Universal and Blumhouse have a standing order of you have the rights to make one of your $5 million movies of any of our Universal Monster properties. I feel like The Mummy's one of them that would do great with like a low budget, like really lean into the horror of it. Yeah. You know? Because, like, the action one from 1999 is, like, a perfect movie for me. It's a total 10. Mm-hmm. So why would you keep trying to go that route? You're not going to make a better yeah. one than that. I mean, like, that's my biggest problem with that Tom Cruise one is, like, it's just sort of an okay Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mentioned it, but, like, Moon Knight, like, yeah. did such a great job of, like, because greek mythology and egyptian mythology I, like, got really obsessed with as a kid and I've always loved and loved learning about it. and stories that are told with it in mind and like moon knight especially like they're trying to stop the white dude from right like taking the thing and like for his own benefit (laughs) yeah and all these like other gods are like like conchu and stuff trying to stop him or whatever but it, it like it wasn't about like 
taking Egyptian stuff and bringing right. it back to the <laughs> British Museum or professors or educational like yeah. bullshit. It was just like I think that sort of lens and like like there's an episode of Moon Knight where there's like creepy ass like mummy characters that like actually play into the horror of that and everything yeah. of them like turning them, yeah. turning the characters like embalming them and stuff like that's horrifying <laughs> like and tapping into that instead of just like oh isn't indiana jones a cool rad dude like stealing right. <laughs> look artifacts. how dope he is robbing from these people who are trying yeah. to kill him because he's robbing them <laughs> yeah it does not belong in a museum it's at their house like yeah even in this uh movie too there's a line where the main dude got all like pissy about it not going to the British Museum and going to the Cairo Museum instead. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what do you him, mean? I'm just like, oh fuck off! Like, uh, and those are yeah. the heroes. So yeah, maybe it's just our Irish blood boy. Because <laughs> 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 that's what I took it. I say, I said after I finished watching it, yeah. I sent yeah. Matt a text. I'm just like. Oh, I'm on Emotep Scythe. I think your phone co- auto-corrected Emotep or something, because uh, I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and you just sent me a picture of someone holding an Irish flag? That's why yeah. I responded, like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm on board. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was like, yeah, it colonial was right after. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, it was right after it ended, because it was because I mentioned it in the Bride of Frankenstein episode, but they did a double feature of, which weird Still to nice. like, why did, why are those two movies to play back? Karloff movies? I guess in like the, the first one. Yeah, you would think they of. would play Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein, but. Yeah, but, you know. um, but it was cool because during the, they had a five minute intermission, intermission nice. and uh, they like, showed like original posters and stuff and like so cool um behind the scene pictures and everything and it was really cool but (laughs) while that was going on the background i was just texting mac matt (laughs) like man emotep was right (laughs) (laughs) fuck those white guys (laughs) (laughs) boris karloff is the real hero yeah yeah just like real life (laughs) but then he killed the dog so i wasn't well yeah i mean they do a good job of you know like making them sympathetic but reminding you they're villains you know i think that's important it's the killmonger rule like they can be as right as you want them to be but you gotta have them kill a puppy or something like Mm -hmm. he's gotta kill his girlfriend otherwise we're all just gonna be like i mean killmonger is just correct right (laughs) (laughs) um yeah but that that was my whole thesis entire i i completely forgot about all of that yeah (laughs) big until I was like had to summarize the movie again because I mean partially because Bride of Frankenstein was after so that just took over my brain. I mean that is the tough thing that is the correct order to watch these movies in let me just say because I tried to watch the mummy after Bride of Frankenstein and all I was just like I just want to watch Bride of Frankenstein again. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, recording the episodes this way is the right way because we got to I, I would just be excited. sitting here yeah, yeah. wanting to talk about the bride Frankenstein. I would be asleep again. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but the movie itself, um, um, what do I we say? It, 
I think it's got some stuff going for it. I like kind of the like dreamlike nature of it all. Like it's filmed very like I'll be kind and say methodically, not slowly, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, like it, it has a deliberate pace. I, I like that. I think that that lends to the vibe that it's going for of like it almost feels like one of like the flashbacks that Emotep gives her, you know? Yeah. That's kind of the vibe of the whole movie. Um, I love the flashback, by the way. That's probably mm-hmm. my favorite part of the whole movie. I love that even by this point where we're like six years out from silent films being the norm, it's like, well, you film it like a silent movie to make it look old. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and I think um Yeah, because now thinking about it too, I'm like yeah, the the main lady in it should have been the main character because her and Boris yeah. Karloff were the only interesting characters. Yes. I did not care at all about any of the other characters. I mean, the remake I want of this is, you know, they, they tried to remake this for years because it's mm. arguably just because there's so little to it, the most adaptable of these movies in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, like, there's nothing about it that you're like, well, you can't change that about the mummy. <laughs> so you can make it an action movie and it can rule Um, but uh at one point the person attached to it was clive barker who made hellraiser Mm -hmm. and Candyman. and i'm like imagine like the weird gothic gory romance that he would have given us that's the that's the adaptation i'd love to see of this yeah or even like um i haven't seen it yet but like the new invisible man i assume um Peggy from it, Mad Men is yeah, the main it's, character. Yeah, it's a movie about gaslighting. Yeah, yeah, and like following her, like trying to get away from the Visible Man or whatever the right. movie is. But like that's I, that's what I feel like you do with the Mummy. Don't try to recreate the Brandon Fraser one. Do that. Like follow the main lady yeah. and how Give me, Emotep's like trying to. I'm gonna turn I'm gonna say to something person. you're not gonna like, but mm-hmm. stay with me. Give me like ten percent, ten percent. Of I'll Francis have, Ford Coppola Dracula I'll applied have, to the I'll mummy. Have this, I'll have this at the ready. <laughs> Continue. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like that kind of like it's gory and it's a little bit sexy. Like, not super sexy, like the Dracula tries to be. Just a little bit, like 10%. Like, give me 10% applied to this, you know? <laughs> I'll give you 10% as a reasonable ratio. <laughs> right. Because that movie is 100%. You should not go 100% Francis Ford <laughs> Coppola trying to talk about sex. I shudder yeah. to think what his conversations with his children were like. Um, <laughs> now, when a weird dog monster loves a woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I think that that idea is the most innately interesting about the yeah. mummy of just like that that timeless romance of like Emotep like just wanted his lady back, but he's been turned into an eternal like mummy, right. and like it's not okay to like just make a random lady into your lost love. Which now that I think about it, that's why people had a problem with uh, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four because she did that to some random dude. Mm-hmm. Yes. To bring back uh, Chris Pine. Wonder Woman's bad <laughs> in that movie. Because that movie sucks. <laughs> I just I made wanted that to love that movie, but yeah. Wonder Woman is emo-tep in that situation. Yes. Um, holy shit. That was a connection I wasn't expecting. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think that's the most interesting part about the money. Yeah, I think like... there's so much inter... The, the best remakes tend to be of p- movies that aren't perfect. 
you know, like mm. movies that are like total sixes or sevens, you know, like that's where I'd put this movie, like a six or seven out of ten. If you watch it, if you if you catch it on cable, it's totally watchable, but maybe don't seek it out, you know? Mm. Like I don't think of this movie as like essential viewing, which leaves a lot of room to like do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like make the the different version of it. Make your gory horror movie, make your action movie, you know? Yeah. Also, if you want us to cover 1999's The Mummy, please let me know, because I'd love to talk about that movie. I love that movie so fucking much. I've seen every (laughs) single one of them in the theaters, even though I was three years old when the first one came out, because they're my mom's favorite movies. I never saw the third one. I don't hear good things. I (laughs) did. Jet Li's in it. I like Jet Li. It it made Jet Li and... Hold on. Brendan Fraser? Okay, that movie has the biggest sin a movie can make. They made a fight between Jet Li and Michelle Yeoh bad. <laughs> no, it, it is that like uh, hurt me in my <laughs> like my heart. Like <laughs> it is a mess of a scene. Everyone was talking about that after Everything Everywhere came out <laughs> because Michelle Yeoh was like yeah. in constant discussion. And somebody posted that fight scene. It was like, imagine putting those two next to each other in a fight scene and making it bad. <laughs> well, there's a fantastic uh, video essay um, by uh, Every Frame of Painting um, mm-hmm. on YouTube. If you get a chance to check it out on um, Jackie I, Chan. I miss Every, yeah. every Frame of Painting. I know. I wish he was still doing it. Yeah. But he has that great episode on Jackie Chan um, where he contrasts like American editing versus Hong Kong editing and why one is better. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like everything everywhere all at once is a great example of that of like, no, no, it works everywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. It just no, I don't know why there's dust coming off of them. It looks fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's OK. Movies aren't real. Yeah. <laughs> But the mummy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, when we did Bride of Frankenstein, I had to look up because I was curious of like the sequels and stuff because our current plan is we don't know if we'll do sequels and stuff. So let us know if you want us to cover more of a specific monster. Um, but I guess this movie has no official sequels, but was reimagined in the mummy's hand and that had sequels. Yeah. And now that I'm reading this, I remember at Midsummer or season at season screamings when we were talking to people about Universal Monsters, people always said that we should do the Mummy's Hand. Yeah, because that's just another movie with a mummy in it. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not really a sequel, but like it has a mummy in it. So sure, you know, it's one of those. Yeah. Well, I guess that's uh, the one that like spawned like sequels. And yeah, movies. that that's the one with the shambling eh, eh, mummy. So, you know, yeah. it's sort of like how, you know, zombies don't say brains until Return of the Living Dead. But everybody thinks zombies say brains. So. Yeah. And our boy Lon Chaney. Oh, yeah. Wait, is it Lon yeah. Chaney or Lon Chaney? Lon Chaney, Lon Chaney Jr. Jr. Yeah. The mummy's tomb. Yes. But that's actually a lovely segue into what I'd like to talk about, if I may. Yes. Lon Chaney Sr. was good friends with the man who played in this film. I know this isn't technically a bad thing to say, but it feels bad. The man who played the Nubian, as they refer to him in this film. Oh, was the, it the, like, 
the one uh, character of color besides Boris Karloff. It, he like hypnotized him. He's yeah. the guy that like knelt down to string, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was named his, this actor's name. I did not know any of this. He's Noble Johnson. Uh, he was one of the first prominent black American actors. Um, he was incredibly sought after in the silent film era, especially. I mean, he did kind of have to play every race because basically it was like, if you're not white, you can play anything, uh, which isn't great. But, you know, which that's still the era. Today. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's still problems with white people not playing white people today. But uh-huh. but uh, he became one of like the most sought after actors because he was willing to play those parts, you know, where it would be like, oh, we need you to you're going to play the Chinese guy in this movie. And it's like, that doesn't make sense, but okay. Um, But uh, he then became friends with Lon Chaney, became this super successful actor, makes the transition to sound film. And he founds his own independent studio called the Lincoln motion picture company in Nebraska uh, that makes movies that are almost entirely made by black people for black people and starring black people that's cool yeah that fucking rules yeah that he was like i'm gonna take all this clout and fucking put it back into the world and do something awesome (laughs) this dude sounds amazing yeah (laughs) johnson like everything i've read about this guy in the last two days i'm like damn I'd much rather be watching a movie about Noble Johnson than The Mummy. <laughs> yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Let me see here. We got so much good stuff. Like, he, no, And I'm that whole time that he was producing now. these independent films that nobody else would produce, he was still working in the Hollywood system as one of the most successful character actors. He was still just constantly getting cast. Like I said, he's one of the few actors that makes the transition from from silent to sound and mm. does it successfully. Like he's in a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and he was friends with the Cheneys, who were like the most famous like horror royalty family at the time. Yeah. Like that's that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So basically, fuck my remake of The Mummy. Make the Noble Johnson story. Oh, he was in King Kong. Yeah. Yeah, he's the head of the tribe in King Kong. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, he's in like everything. Is there like a book or a documentary or something about him? I mean, there's gotta be. I I mean, there's gotta be something. (laughs) Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of stuff of like uh, in the the references. There's an oral history uh-huh. about him, or well, about like black film. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I think there might be. It looks like a book called Noble Johnson, a man whose body of work is more famous than his name. Mm. Uh, I think that might just be an article, actually. But I am bookmarking that for later. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so make the Noble Johnson movie. Um, if he's got kids, put them in the new mummy because that's awesome. So yeah. <laughs> that's, but, you that's know, like let's give him like good characters, like more to do. So yeah. that's like a nice unexpected thing that we're finding with right. um, the Universal monster movies of like James Whale and Noble Johnson and stuff. Yeah, like, I mean, Boris Karloff himself was Indian. Yeah. So um 
that's dope. I think these movies, like we talked about on our Bride of Frankenstein, connect with everybody, and so they should include everybody. Yeah, and it's nice to see that there was somebody who really believed that working on them. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Yeah. So, Zach, do you have any uh, closing thoughts on the Mummy? Oh, are we here already? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, is there more to say about the mummy? I feel I, like <laughs> I fell I, asleep twice. I don't know. Because <laughs> now I'm just like more enthralled with Noble Johnson. Than That's what I'm saying. This, this guy like rules. Yeah. <laughs> um, the mummy. Um, yeah, I think everything I said about the mummy earlier, how I feel about it. Yeah not much more to say other than that um, yeah, for me it just comes down to like boris karloff is like just crushing it in the role his love interest is doing great and the rest of the movie is a bunch of white guys talking about things that happen off screen because <laughs> <laughs> like they just because they talk about things that are kind of like you know him doing magic and doing all this you know blah 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 this amazing thing we saw and they just don't have the money or technology to do it yet so <laughs> yeah um the director call carl Frund. what else has he done that name sounds very familiar let's see Oh, it says uncredited director for Dracula. Hmm. I guess he co-directed Dracula and it's uncredited. Oh, I did not know that. I thought it was all Todd Browning. Unless did he maybe direct the Spanish Dracula? Um, No, I think that's somebody else too. Yeah, because he's an Austrian guy. It says uncredited. I mean, that's what IMDb says. Yeah, I know. I believe it. I'm just, I just had never heard that before. That's, huh. That's something there. Yeah, he directed other old movies that I've never heard of, but yeah, The Mummy was um, a movie, I think. Yeah, it was a movie that was. (laughs) It was like a movie that gave you, you know, like a movie feeling because it was a movie yep and um let us know if you want us to cover <laughs> the mummy's hand and the yes. sequels that i guess <laughs> are more beloved that i did not know we could have mummy may yeah <laughs> <laughs> mummy march mummy may. it is my birthday and so if we closed with uh 1999's the mummy that would make a pretty great birthday present for me i'm not gonna lie so <laughs> So join us Mummy yes. March 2023. Hell yeah. Where hopefully there's some other interesting things other than Brendan Fraser being cool in these movies. No, that movie's good. So that, that's what I said. Other oh, in the other movie. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. We know that one's good. Hopefully there's something else that's good about these mummy movies. I mean, is there a reason we should watch the Scorpion King? Hey. Can we work that in? Because I kind of like that one. <laughs> I looked at it as a kid and I have not seen it since. Yeah, then. me neither. I saw it again in theaters when it came out. So <laughs> now Mummy Returns featuring the Scorpion King. Total banger. But yeah. I mean, I actually don't know if it is. I haven't watched it since I was 11. So <laughs> and we'll just have a Mummy 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 a thon. Mummy a thon March. <sighs> 
So we're doing this now. So mark it on your calendar. <laughs> Let me find March where we'll break Matt's heart when he gets to the end and watches a bad fight scene between Jet Li and Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> it all oh, no. leads to that. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but yeah, any closing thoughts on this, Mummy? Um, I fell asleep twice. I'm going to keep saying it. That's the sign of... Uh... That's the sign of a five or a six out of ten right there, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, it's totally fine. Um, I wish it went either direction in terms of like being worse or being better. You know, it would make it more watchable for me. Yeah. Where it's at, it's just like, yeah, those Boris Karloff... Every time Boris Karloff is on scene, he's an incredibly compelling screen presence. And you can't help but be like sucked into the movie. And then it goes away you know so yeah. remake this do something really cool and different with it instead of just trying to make steven summers is the mummy again and i feel like this is a franchise with legs baby i don't know why i oh want to say baby so bad <laughs> yeah and uh thank you for joining us on the um the the double episode month of october oh, yes yes this will be the last double episode. Our next episode will be next Friday, and that will be the creature from the Black Lagoon, which oh. I'm very excited about. That's that's, that's a good one. The Bride of Frankenstein, and then the creature from the Black Lagoon. I've been two that I've always wanted to watch. I don't think you will be disappointed. So I'm hoping. Well, I I know it will be no Bride of Frankenstein because that's a perfect movie. Because what can be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but i'm excited um but we'll watch that and then i'll make you watch the interview with guillermo del toro where he talks about how much he loves it so because it's a delight i I do love shape of water (laughs) yeah so it's just it's a great interview where he's just like i watched it as a kid and i was like what do you mean they don't wind up together (laughs) and that's when i knew i would have to make films (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i'm excited now um yeah join us for that and then the rest of the month of November, we got Invisible Man and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. And then, I mean, now we have <laughs> a March Mummy-a-thon, but <laughs> let us know if there's any of these monsters that we should cover their series. Um, but yeah, on that note, where can people find you, Matt? Uh, you can find me on uh, everything from Instagram to OnlyFans as I Draw Paintings. Where can the folks find you, Zach? staring into some mist with my cat (laughs) Uh, yes the pastime that all men love (laughs) (laughs) looking at my past life (laughs) (laughs) being cursed by the gods to live this one (laughs) I mean that's how I feel most of the time (laughs) (laughs) Um, and on that note I beg your pardon, I dislike to be touched. (laughs) (laughs) Boris Carlo 2022. (laughs) Bye. As the Vox fades, we thank you for listening to this bizarre journey into cinema. If your morbid curiosities hunger for more... You may summon our horror bros at MattMakeZack.com, on Twitter and Instagram at MacMakeZack, 
Or if you dare, say George Lucas three times into a mirror for a visit from our phantom menaces. You may now return to your mortal plane of existence. Until next week, as Matt makes Zack sit through another chilling apparition. Mwahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahah